Hey everybody, this is Catherine, co-host AJ's wifey, the one and only. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's The Connection Road podcast. Soy Catherine, la madre esposa del co-host AJ, y les quiero dar las gracias por escuchar esta vaina. Hey, welcome back to The Connection Room, guys. I'm your host, John Bracero, and also, as always, I got my co-host AJ with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. We have Kelvin Rowe, who is a master spiritual life coach. Kelvin, say something to the people. Hey, how y'all doing today? Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we definitely are, are going to enjoy having you on and enjoy the topic. Um, real quick, before we actually get into questionings and things like that, tell the people a little bit about yourself, Kelvin. All right. Well, um, first and foremost, my uh, primary profession is in nursing. I've been in nursing about 11 years. Um, I specialize in mental health and behavioral disturbance. So I work a lot in uh, nursing home-locked units, which is for uh, memory care, so dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, I've also worked facilities assisting individuals living with uh, autism spectrum disorder and, and other varying um, deficits that are mental. Um, I'm also a master spiritual life coach, as you mentioned. I do own a business in coaching consulting. It's called Lifeline Coaching and Consulting, LLC. Um, what that is, is an entity that focuses on spiritual reconstruction. So I pay attention to different pathologies, uh, familial pathology, cultural pathology, um, historical pathology, and see where it doesn't work in your life. And I help you to dismantle it and then I help you to implement healthy patterns so that way you can see the vision uh, that you have for yourself long-term. Um, I'm also a minister, a minister of spiritual consciousness, which means that I don't minister from a specific religion, but strictly from the spirit of God. So that way I can apply it across the board to people of all walks of life and faith. Um, and, and of course, I can't forget, you know, I'm a security and law enforcement instructor. I work for uh, Lee Sod Academy located here in Philadelphia, PA. And uh, what we do mainly is train the Act 235 program. And we train more Act 235 students than any other school in the Commonwealth. Um, and lastly, I'm an ESL instructor. So I teach people English as a second language and I focus mostly on um, individuals that are Spanish speaking. It's not a preference, it's just that's what ha it's been, you know, so far. So that's me. <laughs> Uh, that's that's great that's definitely one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on here you know being um someone who reaches all those domains and has um all that uh all that uh knowledge you know that's something that we definitely wanted to get in and talk about uh the first question i have for you is how did you get into becoming a uh, master spiritual life coach so um Actually, my nursing path led me to my coaching. So uh, in, in 2012, after I uh, graduated from school, I jumped into uh, home care. Well, I, I'd actually been in home care before that, assisting friends with their family members, but I dropped into it full time um, as my quote unquote profession. Um, when I when I left school and I focused on that for a while and um, the nurse that I shadowed she really believed in me she showed me a lot I got to experience a lot and she recommended that I go to nursing school so I did that and I fell in love with uh, peds nursing and and mental health 
And after that, I took my first job as a nurse working for a, uh, a nursing home in Bluebell, PA. And that is where I got to see a lot of um, a lot of the, the things that were needed as far as disconnect. So we had um, individuals, older individuals, that were experiencing processes of um, Alzheimer's and dementia. And unfortunately, with that process, the family becomes a system of breakdown. And they didn't have the tools in order to process it. And they didn't have the emotional communication to be able to um, uh, express what it is that they were feeling and thinking about the process. All they knew was that there was upset surrounding the fact that their mothers and their fathers were no longer themselves. So that um, that encouraged me to dig deeper. And I got certified as a life coach in 2014 and I went to college and I studied psychology and social work. There I met my uh, I'll call her my mentor. Her name is Courtney Plotz. I'll never forget her. She gave one spectacular first class introductory to Psychology 101. And she read me like a book. I got into life coaching because I thought that I had everything figured out. And I thought that I healed all of the, the traumas that I had in my life until I met her. And it, you know, put that mirror up to me and I got to see, you know, how undeveloped I truly was. So at that point, feeling as though my work would be tainted came out of coaching to do my healing process. And that's when I fell headfirst into my healing. I had to break down everything that I knew to be true about life, about myself, about the people around me. And, um, and with that, I got a chance and the opportunity, with the grace of God, of course, to rebuild what it was that I wanted for myself. You know, as people of color, um, we have a generational and a historical cultural pathology that um, that is embedded in shame. It's embedded in in um, inadequacy and not knowing how to communicate what you need and what you want. So I had to learn those things. And once I healed those aspects of myself, I said, you know what, I gotta I gotta provide this to the world. So it became my ministry. And um, I did that for a while. And it wasn't until uh, September of this past year, 2020, where I made the decision to be courageous and step out into my business full time um, and step away from my standard nine to five as my sole means of income. Wow, that's uh, really deep. Yes, it is really deep. <laughs> so um, I, I heard you earlier talking about your, your company. Um, so what all do you or did, does your company provide? Okay, so uh, my company is kind of like a one-stop shop as far as development. So uh, speaking in the, the topic of personal development, what I notice and what I know to be true about the community around us is that we all have some form of trauma. And with those traumas, we learn negative habits or bad habits, deteriorating habits that um, assist us in creating a reality that is very negative. So I provide tools to the individuals that I serve so that way they can correct themselves and they can heal themselves and create the vision of life that they that they dream of. So that's, that's the personal aspect. That's, I um, focus on a 12-step program. I call it 12 Feet to Freedom. 
and it um, it's included with workshops and, and different affirmations. And it's, it's one powerful thing in itself to develop the, the human psyche and what you know to be true about your life and how people interact with you, that type of thing. Um, as far as professionalism, so I also provide courses, certificate courses, um, things like uh, customer service, and we go very heavily into customer service. And even with that, you receive some personal development stuff. In order to be really good at customer service, you have to be able to service yourself first. So we dig into that a little bit and I provide my students tools so that way they can better serve the public. Um, I also have courses like leadership development, um, train the trainer. So I teach people how to train other people um, because, you know, everybody there can be a person that is really good at their job, but they are not so good at teaching people how to do the job. They just know how to do it. So I teach them how to do that. Um, it, it's, and I'm also a notary public, so I do um, notarizations as well. And there are many more services coming, but at the current moment, um, I, I have the consulting and couples coaching and um, the trauma coaching and things of that nature. Let everyone know again where they can reach you for these services. Okay, so uh, I'm located in the Philadelphia region. I travel to my clients. I come to you to make sure that you feel safe in your environment. Uh, the phone number that you can reach me at is 267-521-2663. My email address is info at lifeline379.com. And my website, uh, I encourage everybody to go take a look at my website. Is uh, lifeline379.com and there you'll find um, information, you'll find the services I provide as well as my calendar to book me um, for those services. So I encourage everybody to come out and, um, and just so everyone knows, when you go and you book me, you're entitled to one free session. I call this the discovery session. This is where we sit down and we talk about what it is that you're looking for from me. Um, it's hard for me to do my job if the individuals that I'm serving don't have a vision at all for themselves. So, you know, we go through a process and that's a part of that discovery and then we start the normalized coaching sessions. Um, he will give you this information again at the end of the session when we're closing out. Um, we'll definitely make sure he gets this out because it is important that you do go, you know, if you do need these services to reach out to him via phone, email, you know, his website, whatever it may be. Make sure if you do need these services that you reach out to him. Um, I know you said you were in nursing and um, that's where you got your start. Right? Yes. Where where was it in the nursing that helped you the most? What was it that you came across um, outside of your mentor? You know, what was it in that nursing field? that you came across that really made you understand that you wanted to help people? If I have to be honest, um, I didn't really find and understand truly that purpose until I was in the midst of my breakdown, you know, and I was already, you know, a nurse. I was already a life coach and I'd been doing the work for a while. But as far as the, um, the desire to help people, I, um, I had family members that were in nursing homes. And I remember, you know, times where they didn't necessarily receive the care that they deserved. 
and um, things like that broke my heart because not everyone has the opportunity to step away from their nine to five to care full time for a loved one. So when, you know, we make the arrangements to, to have our loved ones in these, um, these places is for the purpose of receiving the support when we can't be there. So, you know, knowing that, you know, some family members didn't receive that, I didn't, I wanted to be that change that um, that the individuals working at that time were not. I wanted to give that compassion and that love to somebody else's family member who was going through that battle of number one, feeling ashamed, you know, because in the, the community, especially um, uh, Latinos and, and Afro-Americans, um, we take care of our older people. So for a lot of those communities, to, to have their um, older individuals go into nursing homes and retirement facilities, it can bring on a sense of shame because it's like, we're not doing you know, what we're supposed to do or we're not doing what we think we're supposed to do. So, you know, helping people cope with that and then actually supporting the individual going through that. I've seen so many things um, in my time in nursing, people being taken out of their homes because somebody else says that they're mentally incompetent to make decisions for themselves, but they they know everything that's going on around them. That right there is enough to send anybody over the edge. So I wanted to be able to support them as well. Awesome. Um, now, it seems like you have many, many, you know, hands in many different areas. Do you work alone or do you have like a group of employees with you? I am doing it all by myself for the time being. Um, I am actually considering expanding to uh, hiring somebody so that way my work can be as pure as possible for the people that I serve. But as of right now, I'm handling everything. Yeah, I was going to ask um, with this pandemic and everything, and I know you said you're strictly in Philly, but is there any thing that you do like virtually like maybe somebody out of the state because we get a lot of listeners from many different uh, states many different regions if they wanted to contact you or, or maybe have a session with you is there a way that they could do that uh, virtual online or something like that with you oh most definitely um, I'm, I'm sorry if I uh, misspoke or gave the the wrong impression right now I provide services in Philly because that's the people that come but I'm open to everyone that wishes to receive those tools and, and those sessions. Um, the, the same basic thing would apply. It'll just be virtual or depending on the circumstances, it could be a possibility of me traveling. Um, but for the most part, it would probably be via Zoom, uh, email, uh, those type of things will usually work as well. And they'll use the same uh, means of contact. Um, to book their sessions and I'll, um, I'll send them emails so that way we can have a clear understanding as to you know everything that's going on and we'll do that video call so that way they can get a feel for who I am and I can get a feel for who they are. Now, with you juggling all these hats, um, how do you find the time to juggle all these hats? Well, what I know to be true is that when you live in your purpose, um, it shows up in everything that you do. So. Um, no matter where I go, no matter what job I'm clocking into, um, I'm a coach first and foremost. So uh, right now with my nursing, um, I work overnight for a nonprofit organization servicing uh, unaccompanied refugee minors here in the United States. 
and I do that two nights a week. And um, then I have my business, which I run uh, throughout the, the week. So that's Monday through um, through Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm instructing um, for the security school, Lease Out Academy. Right, and uh, one, one thing that I've learned for sure is when you have your own business or you're in, in that type of area, you're never out of the business. I know um, as far as like with this podcast, like I am promoting this podcast every time I get an opportunity to, every time, you know, I walk around with the hoodie on, I walk around, my phone case has my, my podcast information on it. So it's something that, you know, I know that that's something that I'm consistently, even though it's not necessarily a business, I'm consistently talking about my podcast, every opportunity that I get. So I know for sure that's definitely something when it comes to businesses, you're always going to wind up talking about and always wind up discussing in that sense and uh, i could definitely understand that you know in, in certain areas of my life where um you know i'm a youth pastor so you know when i do have that opportunity to speak on god and to speak on that aspect of my life that's something that i've always continued to speak about as well so definitely understand that you're never fully out of the work in what you're doing yeah absolutely it's it's, it's definitely a 24 7 thing um I do believe the thing that saves my mental um, is that the the business that I have, Lifeline, it, the Lifeline is the business, but the work is my ministry. And that is a part of my purpose. And I know that um, even though sometimes it can be difficult, and I actually have uh, something I wanna share about that, but um, even though the work can be difficult, the work will always get done maybe not in the specific time that I wanted to get done, but I know that the work will get done and that's what's important to me. As long as the ministry is available to the people that wish for it, that need it, that pray for it, um, it's available. So, you know, I, I take that. And um, I did wanna share too about, you know, life purpose, because that's also something that I notice um, a lot of individuals walking around the world are not familiar with or not um, understanding. So life purpose, it, it, it speaks to the depths of your soul. And a lot of people think that, you know, whatever your purpose is, it comes easy. It's supposed to just make sense. It's supposed to just happen and that's not it at all. You know, um, my aunt, when I was very young, told me, and I actually heard it later on in life, that your conviction comes at the cost of your convenience and your comfort. Your conviction being that life purpose, what you were designed for, that service that you provide unto the world, right? And um, it, it called, comes at the cost of your convenience and your comfort. So it's not gonna be easy and you can't be comfortable because if it's convenient and it's comfortable, then you don't grow. And as quickly as the, the profit comes, as quickly as the blessing comes, that's as quick as it leaves. So that's how you identify, you know, what is meant for you, what is a part of that life purpose. And then once you identify it, you can affirm it and you can stand strong in it. And then that's the reflection and that's how you show up in the world. Now, I'm gonna ask you to look into yourself on this question right here. If I'm a somebody on the outside and I'm going to say and, I, and I'm thinking about, you know, maybe getting this service or not, what would you say? What qualities that do you possess right now that you believe would make you a really great counselor? Well, OK, so let me let me clarify just for legalities. You know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. My work 
is not therapy. However, the tools that I provide, the work that we do together can be therapeutic. But the, the qualities that I possess, um, I have an understanding of the spirit of God. And what I know to be true about the spirit of God, I know some people may have differing beliefs. However, in my experience, um, the spirit of God lives in everything. The spirit of God lives in everyone. We individually are aspects of God. And so if I can speak to you from my heart with compassion, if I can speak to you soul to soul with the, with the seat of my soul, if I give that to you, you will find something in it that I can promise you. Now, what you choose to find in it, that's up to you. My work for you is not guaranteed. And the reason I say that is because all I do is I provide the tools for you. I'll tell you what I say. I've been doing this long enough to know what I look at. It's up to you whether or not you want to be honest about it. It's up to you whether or not you want to acknowledge it. All I can do is tell you what I see and then give you the tools to be successful. It's up to you how you implement those tools. It's up to you what the vision is. All I have to do is show up because that's what the Holy Spirit commands of me. The rest is in your hands. Now, with that being said, how often do you find yourself finding yourself when you go to help someone else? Every single conversation that I have, I um, I discover something, something new about myself that I may have denied before or that I may have been ignorant to before. Everything that comes to pass, it comes to pass for an intention and a purpose. And that purpose is to grow us up into who we're meant to become, to lead us to the way we're meant to go in life. So when I come across these individuals, it's not by a coincidence. It's not because I went in and sought out these people. I don't look for anybody. I make myself available and I let the people come to me because that's how I know the work is genuine. If I have to go to you and say, hey, you need coaching, then that's telling you, you need to fix yourself. Number one, not only am I instilling a sense of shame in you, but number two, whatever I do for you, it's not going to be genuine coming from you. So, you know, every time I talk to somebody, I, I find a different aspect of myself in them. And, uh, and a lot of times it's because it's the trauma. It's the trauma. Everybody has some form of trauma. It just depends on, you know, what the specific experience is that makes it different. But trauma is the same. You know, we've all experienced it. So we all know what it feels like to have those dark days. We all know what it feels like to be our own worst enemy. You know, we all know what that feels like to look for that validation elsewhere other than within ourselves. So, you know, I, I see it. I see it all the time. Okay. Um, I noticed one time you said that um, you believe in living in the uppercase. What, what does that mean? So um, that's something that I, uh, I just thought of one day and, and what it means for me living in uppercase. So if you, if, you, if you open up a Word document and you put everything in all caps, that I'm, that's uppercase, right? So it's bigger than the lowercase word. So it's, coming, it's showing up big. It's showing up bold. So that's what I mean by living in uppercase. People have to acknowledge that tomorrow is not promised. It's not guaranteed. Life was given to you. It's up to you to decide what you do with that life. So while you're here, you might as well make the most out of it do something big with your life show up big in a way that's kind and that's loving because 
when you close your eyes for the last time and you're presented in front of the creator, what will you have to offer? You know, so I, I say live in uppercase because I want people to live in the vision that they see for themselves because it's possible. People may have told you it's not possible. People may have told you, oh, well, that sounds like too much. Just just ask for the bare minimum. But no, I'm, I'm here to interrupt that. I want people to ask for the thing that they want, what they truly want. Nothing is impossible. Definitely, and I like that. I like the fact that, like you're saying, uh, you know, like I like to say um, when I talk about God, you know, I like to say a lot of people say, you know, he does this, but I always say, you know, he always blows your expectation away because you could think so highly of what he's capable of doing and he still show, shows out, he still showboats, right? He still shows out and goes above and beyond that and it's still like an amazement like you can sit here and think god is going to move this in this direction and you can have it set where it's a million times more than what you could ever expect and he's still going to show out and he's still going to show both to the point where it goes beyond that just to show you that nothing is impossible for him amen and amen um if you don't mind i would like to to share uh something with you something that was uh, powerful for me, um, specifically as an individual, just, you know, being in the world. So um, prior to starting my business, well, rather prior to stepping into my business full-time, because it was already a thing, I was just doing it here and there. But before I jumped into it full-time, I was the operations coordinator for a security company here in Philadelphia. And um, I have to be honest, I, I did it for the money. And prior to that job, it had been many other jobs that all looked the same. At, at first, it was great. The money was nice. But I, eventually, I became overworked, underpaid. I was never valued. I didn't appreciate the lack of leadership. It was always something. And I kept getting the message. And I believe that it was the message from the spirit. And I, I, I like to believe that because for me, that's what's true. Um, it was a message from, from the Holy Spirit that um, that I am meant to uh, to help people by giving them the tools that they need to be successful, to live a life that is worth living, you know? And I defied that. I defied that and I continued to work this job and I had a dream one night and I was in a, a dark space and I heard a voice and it screamed out to me, how many times must I take everything from you before you live in your purpose? And from that, you know, even right now I'm getting the, the goosebumps, but from that, I, it shook me out of my sleep. And that, that following day, I, I resigned from my position, no notice. And it wasn't out of malice. And, you know, in some forms, it may even be considered a professional. But what I have learned is that when the spirit tells you to do something and you don't do it, then you find yourself in suffering. And at this point in my life, I refused to suffer. So I obeyed what I was told. And since doing that, I can't express to you the, the level of freedom that I have accomplished. And it's not even on a monetary level. I'm, I'm spiritually fed. I'm not stressed. All my ends meet in abundance. And all it took was for me, number one, to acknowledge the fact there's something much larger than myself at play. Number two, to be my best and most authentic self. Number three, have the willingness to do something different than what I had been doing all that time. People don't like to acknowledge it, but the, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I was living in insanity.
until I decided not to, because it's all a choice. Right. And I'm a strong believer that uh, everything happens for a reason and there isn't a such thing as a coincidence. Like everything is placed in, in its purpose and for a reason. And it's some like it's crazy because uh, like me and my brother, me and AJ have conversations about this all the time, especially when I was going into Lisa to go get the 235. Right. The conversation was like, well, are you going to start working full term as a security officer and leave your work, you know, as a uh, as a behavior specialist behind? Obviously, mm -hmm. money money comes into talk in, in that situation, because obviously um, working at a school isn't always financially um, great in a sense right and, right. and obviously working security work and and being an armed guard or armed security the, the pay is, is been you know the pay is deep and as well and i had opportunity to be a police officer um a few years ago um and something fell out and and they, re they reached out to me again when they opened up the uh the academy again and opened up classes for march you know and um that was a conversation i had with aj like man i don't know what should i do i, I feel very you know I, I would love to be a cop and love to help others in that sense but i feel like where i'm placed now is where i belong because of what i do the job that i do not only am i efficient but the gratification i get from having that understanding of being able to help other kids you know other people in need is such a satisfaction that for me the financial purposes don't even really play into effect because I am okay. I don't struggle in that sense. So it's not a need for me to step away. And I really love what I do where I'm able to help other kids reach a higher level. Oh, that's beautiful. That is a beautiful thing. And just to piggyback off of that, um, the moral of you know my story is that uh, when you stop focusing on the money, and you focus on the purpose and the mission and your and and what it is that you're meant to leave the world as ter in terms of service the money will come people have always told me that um the spiritual leaders that i have my, my godmother in particular she told me you know you keep doing things you know for the money oh let me go to this job because this will really help me pay my bills and i'll have a savings but it it wasn't where i was happy i wasn't happy i wasn't fulfilled but once I stopped looking for the money and started living in the purpose, the money came. It continues to come because that is what's embedded in the purpose. That's what um, that's what is commanded by the spirit. And once you follow that, everything else is made right. Everything else falls into place just as it needs to be. I know we talked a lot about about, you know, yourself and stuff like that. But let's let's give a chance for you right now to talk to our viewers and our listeners. Um, a lot of times in this world, you know, we we focus on our, our our mindset and our negative mindset and putting ourselves down and lack of self-esteem and everything like that. What would you tell somebody that basically doesn't realize how significant this is, what they're doing and, and why they need to change it? What I will tell them is what you focus on grows. Um, and what that means is it doesn't matter what it is that you speak for yourself, whether it's, oh, this is going to be a horrible day. Oh, this, this is not going to go right because this, that, and the third. Whatever you focus on grows. So if, if, you, if you speak negativity, negativity will come. It'll come threefold because that's the energy that you look for. Mm -hmm. um, I also would tell people, you know, pay attention to your trauma. And don't 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 get me wrong 
trauma is no easy thing to deal with on any level. You know, you have shame, you have inadequacy, you have um, just the the willingness not to face the monster that's under the bed. But at what point do you get tired of the same thing happening? At what point will you allow willingness to take over? You'll be surprised what, um, what just a little bit of willingness can do when you're honest about what it is. And, and that's another thing too, of people, they're not willing to be honest. You know, they, and, and some of it, a lot of it is taught, you know, and it starts at childhood, you know, where um, a lot of our parents have told us what happens in this house stays in this house. That's a form of denial. So because it's considered something that's shameful or something that's embarrassing or something that's not a part of the norm or it's quote unquote nobody else's business, I have to cover up what I'm feeling, you know, and what I'm thinking. They we're taught to wear a mask. So when you're willing to be honest and tell the thing for what it is, don't make yourself the victim in the story either, but tell the story for what it is, you know? and then have the willingness to change behind it. I like that. Now, um, this is a little bit, it's kind of like a random question, but do you think that the political, the the society we live in and, and the, the emphasis on being so politically correct is damaging us as a society? Yes. Now, can you tell me, why would you say that? Um, society in a whole is damaging. Well, right now, currently, you know, there are steps being made um, to correct a lot of the generational curses that we are all um, survivors of. I don't like to say victims because we're not victims, we're survivors, we're still here. Um, but we're well, we're survivors of. And um, the thing with society is society, it will teach you how you're supposed to act how you're supposed to be, um, what class you're supposed to be in, what you're allowed to be in the world is damaging to the self-image. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, I'll, I'll, I'll use myself because I, who do I know better than myself? But as a, a person of color, brown, uh, you know, I'm brown. Uh, a lot of my life, I was told that Number one, you're a male. Number one, you're brown. Automatically, you're scary. Automatically, you're a threat. Automatically, statistically speaking, you are gonna have two children by the age of 16. Uh, you're gonna be a Debbie father. You're gonna be in the jail system. So society gave me a life that I didn't ask for. By putting the images out, by putting the words out into the universe, and because that's everywhere that you see it, that's the uh, the pathology that you see. Pathology being the pattern, that's the pattern that you see. How likely is it that I'll fall into it? Like I said before, what you focus on grows. Society can be very damaging because there are constructs that will tell people that it's not okay to be who you are authentically. You have to pretend to be something different. And then that's when you notice you'll have people that are um, experiencing self-interest behaviors. You know, whether it's um, self-medicating, drinking, uh, drugging, um, uh, sex addictions, things of that nature. 
Um, you have people that are cutters. You have people that are um, that are just not in a healthy state of mind. And because they're not in that healthy state of mind, they don't have a regard for anything or anyone around them. So yes, I believe firmly that society plays a huge role in the disconnect uh, between ourselves and our purpose and how we show up in the world. Now, I, I know a lot of times too, um, we, well, we, I guess, us as humans we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect to fit to try to break that stereotype if you will you know what i'm talking about like we just talked about how they telling us to do this and they telling us to do that like i know for myself i'm trying to say i'm not trying to be like everybody else wants me to be i'm trying to be be myself i want to do my own thing and that can cause a lot of uh, stress on yourself not only with that but with your job and just overwhelming success i mean uh pressures and trying to be successful and being a parent and there's just so many things in life that people have like so many uh hands in different areas and, and their mind goes crazy so sometimes people they mentally just collapse you know and, and they fall apart so how would you tell somebody or what would you tell somebody who's having just overwhelming thoughts and they just don't know how to take take a step back and just take a breath so number one what I would, I, I, I always start with questions because I'm, I want to pro provoke thought. I want people to pay attention inward, right? So number one, I would ask the individual, who are you? And a lot of times people tell me, well, my name is so-and-so. I didn't ask you for your name. I know your name. Who are you? How do you show up in the world? Who are you? And a lot of those people, they have no idea because the fact that they've been told who they're supposed to be and then the um, they've been fighting so hard against that that they've truly lost sight of who they even are authentically. Because you'll notice that people intentionally do things to go against the mold to prove the fact that I can be myself, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Focus on who you are. When you change, when you're going against an ideology that other people have, including society, right? When you go against that and you're intentionally going against that, you lose sight of who you are authentically. So what you'll notice is you'll start behaving in ways that is unlike yourself. You'll start um, being around people that share um, the same quote unquote mission, but all those people in that group, none of them have a, a clear picture of who they are. And what I know about people and not knowing who they are, they set up a lie in their life. When you go out and date someone, you have a persona that you're putting up because number one, you're always on the defense because of the fact that you grew up with this idea of who you're supposed to be. And you have this courage to fight against that and be um, strong in who you say you want to be, you put up that persona and you always looking for a fight. So now the person that you're dating, they're getting a different and distorted vision of who you authentically are. So now once you're years into this situation and you're having arguments that don't make sense and you're, you know, you're behaving in ways that don't make sense and you're cheating, looking for external validation, that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Because you're searching for who you are. You don't really know, but you have an idea. You have an idea and all you know is you just want to be yourself. That's what the spirit knows. I just want to be myself. I want to be authentic. 
Does that answer your question? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I got another question, too. Now, yeah. um, let's say somebody else wants to, uh, like, you know, we, I'm thinking about all the different scenarios that somebody may be going through. Now, let's say somebody wants to make this change, but they just don't have the courage to just take that leap of faith, man. Like, how do you, how, how would you encourage them? So, the, the, the prerequisites for my coaching is to be ready and willing to do a new thing, okay? I'm not asking you to have all the answers. I'm not asking you to, to be ready to jump head first into war. I will support you the entire way. I will give you the tools that you need to be successful. It's up to you to implement them. Mm -hmm. And I always tell my clients, there's going to be one point or another where you don't like me. And the reason that I say that is because a lot of people, when they come to me, number one, they're looking for a quick fix. Healing is never a quick fix. It is a process that happens sometimes over a lifetime, right? You can have, you know, small victories along the way, but healing is something that happens over a lifetime. And also, I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here mm -hmm. to tell you what it is that I see, the patterns. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge the fact that they have poor behavior when they're confronted with things that don't have, um, or rather with things that don't validate their experience. And one thing you have to understand about life in general, your experience is just that, it's your experience. Nobody has to agree with it. You're looking for support. You're not looking for somebody to say, oh yeah, you're right. Because everybody has a different experience. So let go of the fight. You have to let go of the fight. You have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to live authentically in yourself and also be mindful of the speech and the language that you use. So many times people will speak so much negativity. Everything that comes out of your mouth is an affirmation. Your name itself is an affirmation. And affirmations are powerful statements that speak directly into your subconscious. And I like to call it the seat of the soul because that's what it is when you speak into it. So you have affirmations. For instance, when I uh, sign up my clients, I give them a list of affirmations that coincide with the program that I had that I developed for myself. So the first one, the very first affirmation is I am the child with whom God is well pleased. So just in that statement alone, when you say I am, it speaks directly to the subconscious. So whatever follows that, that's the purpose and the intention that you live for. So when you go out into the world, the, the choices that you make, the behavior that you act upon, is gonna be based off of those statements that you speak. So if I know that I am the child with whom God is well pleased, God to me is, is my everything. So I know that I have to live a life that makes him proud. Not to say that it has to oppose anybody else's way of living, but that's just how I view it for me. It gives you a sense of pride. It gives you a sense of self-respect and respecting other people. When you're the child of a king, you're supposed to act like a prince or a princess. You're supposed to act like royalty and royalty does not lower their standards to that of the people that they serve or interact with. They have a standard. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And speaking of this, and speaking of the standards, you know, we got to think about ourselves and and being accountable and, and yes. making that and making that commitment to a change. 
And I mean, we guys, we could be here all day talking about this, but we gotta wrap it up. So, um, listening, listening to Kelvin though, and uh, we got a quick glimpse of a little bit of, I guess that, um, you know, his personal development. And you want to run it back your information and where people can contact you once again. Absolutely, uh, my phone number is two six seven five two one two six six three. My email address is info, I-N-F-O, at lifeline379.com. And my website is lifeline379.com. There you can uh, do all your bookings. You can look at the information that I have posted and you can look at the services that I provide. And I'll provide for you that free discovery session so that way we can have a clear vision as to what it is that you need and want. Repeat that website once again, nice and slow so that uh, if anybody's taking a note or wants to take a note on it and they want to jot it down because i feel like that's something that is very valuable um and it's very a very good piece of information for them to have so repeat that website one more time absolutely the website is lifeline l-i-f-e-l-i-n-e 379.com now guys um before we go um you know i just want to say in order to experience a positive change we got to be clear with about who we are as individuals and how we like to show up in the world. Absolutely. And the intention. The intention is important as well. Got to be clear about what you want. Because if you're going into a process not knowing what you want, you're likely to get anything. You know, so you got to be clear about that. All right. So now as we wrap up, Kelvin, any last final words? I just want to remind everybody that you may be experiencing dark times in your life and in your path. It's not the end of the world. You are not alone. There are millions of people out here that are suffering in silence just like you. It only takes a moment to speak out loud and you'll be surprised how many eyes will look up to you in agreement. I'm here to provide tools and support to you. So if you need it and you want it, I'm here for you. AJ. Um, you gonna know, you know, guys, um, I know we talked a lot about um way to encourage yourself and and how to overcome different struggles but you know what it's okay it's okay to go through things like this that doesn't make you imperfect you know we all struggle we all it's okay to feel sad to feel angry annoyed frustrated scared anxious i mean these feelings are, are natural it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean that you know um your life is not together it doesn't mean anything like that that just means we got to take a step back we got to reanalyze everything and then reevaluate and make adjustments from there yeah and um you know as i sat here and listened to this and, and was a part of this um it just made me think and realize how as much um you know everything that we talk about kind of intertwines with with everything right um outside of you know even even our sports talks everybody needs to get away so why not have a sport outlet to get away to but if you look at like our last episodes you know are you in a toxic relationship what standards do you hold yourself to how to better yourself in 2021 um you know um just things things in that nature when we speak about these things it's not in a sense for us to say we know more than you or we know better than you it's just in a sense of us trying to say this is things that we feel we have um, a, a knowledge on, right? It feels that we have a grasp on and it's something that we feel that we may be able to help you with. And as you know, as we always say, we're here for you no matter what, regardless of what it is, you can always reach out to us. And that stays between us and whatever that conversation is, is between us because we want to see 
everyone win. That is our goal. Our goal isn't just to say, man, the connection room is winning. The connection room is growing, it's developing, it's getting more viewers, it's getting more listens, it's getting more downloads, it's getting whatever. At the end of the day, this is not what it's about. It's about every one of us winning and every one of us growing to become better than who we were yesterday. Until next time.